Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Kim, here, and welcome to Bravo East Coast Housewives. We're talking all things housewives, Potomac, Jersey, New York, and I'm not going to lie, I basically like majority of the Housewives franchises, I do have to say. Uh, Yeah, so we'll be talking about Beverly Hills, the OC, Atlanta, Dallas potentially, but I think you guys kind of know where I stand with Dallas. They're not my type of, uh, they're not my type of chicks. I just don't really vibe with them, and that's okay to each their own, right? So before we get into my girls with Roni and my girls with Potomac, there is so much happening in the Bravo world. And I totally hope after the Potomac episode on Sunday, I hope Yin's guys tuned in to the Race in America, a movement, not a moment. Uh, That was so informative and so cool. And I think it was definitely conversations are to be had. And I love that Bravo is doing that. And I think it was just great. So if you haven't checked it out, look for it. Race in America, a movement, not a moment. So good. Tell everyone about it. It is definitely something that you have to watch, whether you're a Bravo fan or not. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with Bravo. So here we go. What the Bravo? There's so much going on. I don't know. (laughs) Obviously, I'm a broken record because I keep saying that. Where should I start? I guess I'll start with Potomac just because the the recent episode, right? I love the fact. Well, here's the thing. You know, each each season, each housewife uh, franchise always has like the main plot, right? I mean, we see it in Beverly Hills. It's all about Denise and the Brandy scandal. Uh, if that's even real, did it happen? Did it not happen? Etc. This season for Potomac, we are being set up by the Bravo producers, which way to kill it. Always. You guys are on it. So with Potomac, we see that the main plot clearly is between Monique in Candace, okay? We basically saw a little bit of that last season whenever they were at Katie's uh, little hoedown, which honestly, I loved that episode. And I'll tell you why. And this is going to sound so stupid. I love the fucking little animal balloons that they got at the store. Like the big cow that was so round. It just had like streamer little legs. If you guys don't remember that, watch that episode again. And I just really love those um, little cows or whatever. I, I really wanted one of those balloons. I loved it. But we saw the preview of the whole Candace and Monique beef start there. And then, you know, at the reunion, they made up all this kind of shit. But we see that Candace is telling Monique to drag her. Drag me, Monique. And guess what? We see from the previews that she she kind of does. Or at least she's being held back because she wants to. Which sometimes I think Candace kind of brings that upon herself, but that's a whole nother thing. Okay, back to what the Bravo. So with that whole thing, talk is, is Monique leaving the show after the whole her and Candace fight that we haven't seen yet, but we've only been teased a little bit. And I can't wait for that episode. Honestly, I obviously don't promote violence, but I just have to say they are leaving me on edge like pins and needles. Like I need to get to that episode now. I need to see what happens. Like seriously. And I know that you guys want to as well. So I went on my classic, classic reality website and I read that Monique just did a recent interview with Distractify. That's kind of a cool name. And she told Distractify that she's here to stay with the franchise unless Bravo asks her to leave. Well, they haven't asked her to leave, so basically she's still part of the show. She also explained that her eventual departure that may take place in the future, who knows, It will be because of her family's needs. So, you know, basically if her family's like, hey, we need you to do blah, 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 blah. She's basically going to leave the show because she wants to, depending on family shit, whatever. So she also explains that she is super anxious for all of us viewers to see the drama fold with Candace and herself. And honestly, as I said last week, you know, what side are you on, Monique or Candace? I am definitely team Monique. Candace is just, 
Uh, she's kind of evil, I think. I really do think she she has that in her. I think she learned it from her mother. I'm just saying. But now, let's go to a different Housewives franchise, the Real Housewives of Orange County. We're going to talk about Shannon, Tamara, and the Queen Goddess herself, the one that brought Bravo to the world, basically, Vicky Gunvalson. Let's talk about her first because she's she's Vicky. <laughs> so alert, alert, alert. Vicky is moving from her OC home. Found that out through Instagram. Yes, her Instagram account. So Brianna lives in North Carolina with her kids and her husband, right? Um, she's the daughter of Vicky. So because she's living there and uh, Vicky's son, Michael, is living in San Diego, she's going to be splitting her time between North Carolina and San Diego. However... She also admitted that she bought a home in Puerto Vallarta. So we've also seen our OC housewives vacation there many, many, many times. And Vicky basically said that that's like her second home. So of course it makes sense that she bought a home there. So, but she's going to be splitting time between those three places, but her house is up for sale. And she also says that this whole pandemic, obviously she's been doing the remote thing with her Kodo insurance. And I guess that's been a really good thing for her, which is also another part of the reason why she felt inspired to sell her OC home with her and her hubby, Steve. She also, Vicky is just so silly with some of the things that she says. She says that now the OC housewives, there's less class on their show than there ever has been before. And she's not friends with the ladies anymore, basically anyone on the cast. So she's so cut ties from Bravo, but she so thanks for the fans' support and appreciation of her and yada, 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 yada. But she's basically holding herself high up on the totem pole. And then every other housewife uh, today and probably in the past, too, with some of the other housewives that she's been in contact with, they are of lower class than Vicky. I'm telling you, Vicky, let's, she created Bravo, hello. Oh my gosh, Vicky. Let's move on to other OC housewives, Tamara and Shannon. Apparently, never even knew this, they are no longer friends. Like, what the fuck? When did that happen? I guess Tamara went on Jeff Lewis Live and said that they haven't spoken since February. Tamara says that there was no big fight and they did have a long chat about what's going on with their fucking relationship. I guess they don't have one anymore. But after the talk, Tamara says that she never heard from Shannon again. So supposedly back in March, her and Vicky unfollowed Shannon on Instagram. Now, here's the thing. Why would you do that? Why are you so petty? Why? Don't unfollow them. Just mute their shit. I've done that. You mute someone's shit. You still follow them, but you don't have to see their shit. So why don't you just do that? It's so easier to do that. But here's the other thing, too. So for Tamara to say, I haven't heard back from Shannon since February, let's remember this whole pandemic started in March, right? Middle of March. Didn't we see on Shannon's Instagram that she and her daughters got COVID? Maybe that's why Tamara didn't hear from Shannon because she had COVID. She was fucking quarantining with her girls like they were sick as fuck. Like, come on, Tamara, get over yourself. Have the conversation. Tamara and Vicky... I can see that why they're friends. Their egos are just like bigger than they should be. That's just my own opinion. And Tamara never really cut it for me on the Housewives of the OC. I mean, bring back Heather because Heather was the shit. I loved her. I thought she was a great. But Tamara, I don't know. Yeah, she just wasn't. She didn't do it for me. So but Tamara and Shannon are no longer friends. Let's go to Real Housewives, Beverly Hills. We're talking all housewives. We'll leave it down with uh, Vanderpump at the end. So Real Housewives, Beverly Hills. Garcelle, will she be returning for another season? I don't know. We all know that Roni did the first reunion face-to-face again. Beverly Hills, however, they did the virtual reunion like past other uh, shows like Summer House, Atlanta, etc. And I guess Rinna warned Garcelle that when you're the newbie, the first season, the women are open and like, hey, we like you. You're a good person, blah, blah, blah. And then the next year, 
second year of the franchise, that's when people come after you, a.k.a. Denise. Everyone loved her the first year. Now everyone's ganging up on her. Like, seriously, leave the bitch alone. She didn't even fucking do anything. Like, I don't understand why the women are all up her asshole about everything. Mind your business. Mind your business. But then we wouldn't have a show, and then I wouldn't be talking about it. So, you know, catch 22. Whatever. I'm still going to watch it. So I guess talk about it. Sure. So Garcelle put out there that both her and Denise have like a pact. They're not going on the show for another season unless the other one is. So if Denise isn't going back, Garcelle isn't. So you get what I'm saying. So we'll see how that plays out. I love that because then at least that shows us that Garcelle and Denise are ride or die for each other. And sometimes you see that the housewives say that they're ride or die for each other, but then they do all this shady ass shit. And then you're like, you're not ride or die. You're like, come on, you're halfsy. You're a halfsy friend. Like, get the fuck out. Fair weather. Fair weather friend. We don't want those. I also didn't know this, but I found it interesting. Garcelle and Rinna had a falling out at the reunion, and they haven't been back to good terms. So I'm anxious to see what the hell transpired during that reunion. Garcelle has been very... She's been very quiet, I would say, this season. You know, I think Sutton's probably had more to say than Garcelle, but, like, I think Garcelle is probably doing the wisest thing that she can. She's observing of what's going on and how to approach things probably in the future. And guess what? You know who else did that? Erica. Erica does the same thing. She doesn't just bust in like Kyle and complain and go, I'm Kyle. She thinks about what she needs to say and then she attacks in good measure, okay? She doesn't do it to be malicious like some of the girls. And I don't think Erica does either. I don't think Kyle does either. I just don't think that she thinks about it. I don't think she tries to be malicious. I just think she's so damn over emotional and she's kind of selfish. That's just my own opinion with that. So let's finish off with the what the bravo with Vanderpump rules. Okay, there are reports that Lala and Rand broke up. Okay. Shared a disturbing post. Lala did. And then she deleted all recent photos of Rand. But why? Why? I guess she went on the Daily Dish podcast. I think I read that somewhere. And basically she was explaining that she went to the grocery store with Rand. They bought a bunch of shit. And then when they came back home, you know, instead of Rand helping her put the shit away, she had to do it all herself. And then she freaked out on Rand and said, oh, you expect me to do all this shit for you? Like, what the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. Well, Rand went on a boat. So she got all pissed off. She said that she archived her photos. She didn't delete them. She archived them because why? She was being petty. So she admits and takes accountability that she was being a petty ass bitch, but a petty ass bitch that we all love. Now, would I do that? Probably not. I think that's a little too extreme. Now, they also asked her her thoughts about the recent firing Stassi, Kristen, Max, and uh, Brett. She says, I think she was more referring to Stassi and Kristen. She says with the firings, it's kind of a weird loss for her because that they've they've been through so much together throughout this whole process. And she says basically it hasn't really hit her yet. They obviously are stalled with filming right now because Sir is still closed due to the pandemic. They were supposed to be filming, I think, this past... They were supposed to film in June and obviously that hasn't been happening. So she's like us. We're all sitting ducks. Okay. But yeah, so that was Lala's little take on her. Are we broken up? Rand and I. No, they're still together. When are they getting married? Sometime in 2021. So I'm sure whenever Vanderpump happens again, I still think that they may have one more season left because I just think that they're going to lose a bunch of viewers. And I just don't think the content is as interesting as it was in the past. And plus all the main characters, they've grown the fuck up. Stassi's pregnant, even though she's fired, whatever. But guess what? Katie's probably going to become pregnant soon. She also has a podcast. Everyone and their mother has a podcast. But listen to this podcast. Get the word out too, people. Please tell your friends, your family. And uh, guess what? As I said before last week, and I'm just going to say that a couple times, I have an Instagram account for this podcast. It is at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. Go follow me. Tell your friends about it. DM me. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this shit. It'll be fun. Okay, so now we're going to go to the main events known as our Roni women and our Potomac women. So let's do this shit, okay? All right, so main event. Let's start with Roni, okay? So 
We got Sonia's birthday celebration at a little restaurant in Mexico. Ramona, we see she's super butthurt still about Leah's behavior at her birthday party, where she celebrated with, with 50 of her closest girlfriends. So she's still pissed off about that. And they're talking about vaginas, blah, blah, blah. She don't want to talk about vaginas. <laughs> she says a funny quote. I'm going to talk about it in the quote of the week. I thought it was fucking hilarious. So obviously the blowout happens. Leah, Ramona at the dinner table the first night in Mexico. So obviously we see where that's going to go throughout their vacation. Obviously. Ramona leaves the table because they're talking about vaginas. She don't want to deal with it. Blah, blah, blah. She goes outside. Luann chases after her. So they're trying to talk about the whole situation with Leah and Dorinda and the drinking and all that kind of stuff. So Luann comes back in to basically deliver the message to Dorinda on the conversation that she had about the whole drinking thing. And it's so crazy because with her being the messenger, Dorinda freaks the fuck out, literally flips the switch and brings it back and makes it about Luann with the drinking. And she's like, you know what? You went to jail for drinking. You went to jail for it. I don't drink as much as these other people, blah, blah, blah. She didn't really say that, but basically she was flipping the switch. She didn't want to take accountability that maybe she was having too much to drink. But then we see her the next morning saying that I only had three wine spritzers. Um, To me, that's kind of a lot, depending on how much you can take. I mean, I, I think I would be drunk if I had three wine spritzers, but maybe she's hardcore and she's she can drink like five or six. I have no idea. It was sad that she flipped the switch on Luann. Luann went through a lot. Of course, she did it to herself, yes, but she dealt with the whole situation and she moved past it. And the fact that Dorinda's bringing it up again, that's kind of not cool. But you know, was she drunk? She says no, but viewers, what do you think? So after that whole thing, morning after the blow up with Luann and Dorinda, Lee and Dorinda are talking about it because Dorinda accused Luann saying something. Oh, well, Dorinda, you know, you're drinking, blah, blah, blah. And that's why Dorinda flipped the script and said, hey, what the fuck? You went to jail. But you see Leah in her confessional. She said, I didn't even hear Luann say anything like that. So Dorinda, you're you're not really taking accountability is basically what she was saying. So Dorinda is expressing that she had the impression that Luann was endorsing Ramona's response to Dorinda's drinking, which she wasn't. And I think we all saw that. But I don't know. Dorinda's a little bit hazed in that particular situation. I think she just gets really, really sensitive when it comes to the whole drinking thing for whatever reason. And I don't know why she flipped out. I'm really kind of confused about that. So then we find out we know the reason why Sonia was so fucking crazy the first night. Apparently she had the drunken sailor walk pill. What the hell is that? water pill apparently and I guess that's why she acted the way that she did at the first dinner apparently it's called drunken sailor syndrome seriously is that a real thing like someone please tell me dm me on my fucking instagram account. I have never heard of that in my entire life but is that a thing I don't know I don't know so after the whole hey let's reflect on the night before where Ramona left talking about vaginas and drinking and all this kind of stuff let's have some fun on a motherfucking camel let's go camel riding yes and then let's go to a restaurant and have margaritas and tequila that sounds like my type of day except for the camel riding I don't know if I do that I totally might do the elephant riding because that looks fun but I'm also kind of scared so I don't really know if I would do either basically let me ride a horse first before I ride a camel or an elephant. And I haven't even done that. I've ridden a pony when I was younger, but a whole horse thing, I don't know. They kick, so I'm, I think I'm too scared to do that. So when we get to the camel excursion, all the girls are doing it except for Ramona. She didn't want to repeat from Morocco because <laughs> you see the flashback of Luann on that camel. And for some odd reason, it always seems to be the last few camels that go crazy. So we saw that in the Morocco uh, footage that Bravo showed uh, with Luann. <laughs> and you kind of see it with Leah and Sonia because they were on the last couple ones and they were literally going insane. And <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. Before Sonia got on the camel, she was like freaking out and she was like running away. And then she was like, oh my God, no. It was hilarious. And I love that. I also love the fact that Luann faced her fear, got up on that damn camel and she rode the thing and she rode it well. Let me tell you. Sonia, unfortunately, had the Luann experience from Morocco. Eh, that kind of sucks. But uh, you know what? She made it out alive. So that's good. Yes. And she can say that she did it. She conquered the camel, so to speak. 
they had a beautiful cabana lunch afterwards. So pretty. That location just seemed super inviting. And I wonder if it's completely bare right now because of this pandemic. I also loved during that lunch, they had the meal in like a cute little bottle. It was literally a message in a bottle with your food. I love that. I want that. Where can I get that other than that place? Can we get it in the States? I have no idea. Do I have to come there? I totally will. But after the pandemic is over. Yes. So Luann and Dorinda go aside, have their own little moment. They talk about the night before, about the whole drinking comment, how Luann was offended. You know what? Dorinda is listening, but not really listening because she's still not taking accountability for what she said. I don't understand. Luann did not come after Dorinda and her drinking. She literally was the messenger. I, I, I just don't understand how Dorinda was just being so defensive about that when Luann literally did nothing. I feel like sometimes Dorinda is the I'm sorry, but kind of person. Like she wants to say sorry, but it's like she'll say she's sorry, but then she kind of turns it back to you and it's almost like you did it. I don't like that. I know people like that. It's exasperating to be around those type of people. Do I think she's like that all the time? No, but I think she does have a tendency to do that. And if it's from my opinion, I almost feel like that happens when she's drunk. And even though she said that she wasn't drunk the night before, I don't know. From past experiences with footage of the show from past seasons, I do feel like she was. But I could be completely wrong. And like, what the fuck do I know, right? So let's move on to Luann's volleyball career or lack thereof. You would think because she's so damn tall, like she would be able to get the ball over the net, but she couldn't even do that. Like, in my opinion, stick to tennis, play with Jill, kick Ramona's ass. Like the volleyball was not working. And I was so upset about that because I thought she was going to be a complete baller and just show all those dudes that she was fucking awesome. I mean, she's fucking awesome regardless, but her volleyball skills are definitely lacking. But with the whole lacking of the volleyball skills, did we see the skills of Ramona with her victory dances of her hips going back and forth? I mean, my Lord, she needs to be on America's dance, whatever the hell that show is. She needs to be on there. J-Lo will be praising her. I mean, Ramona can give us all dance lessons because she learned them from Elaine from Seinfeld. Do we remember that dance? Yes, that is classic Ramona. So then when the ladies went to dinner for Sonia's little celebration, loved that waiter. Hello. He was intense. The tequila bottle on his head, that was impressive within itself. But then when he comes out with the four margaritas on top of his head, how the fuck did they do that? How did they do that? And how long did he have to train to be able to get one margarita to stay on his motherfucking head? That was super impressive. I hope they tipped him really well because he was a great fucking server and he seemed like a really good time and he also danced with Luann and that was precious and he just seemed like a fun dude. So I loved that dinner. I thought it was great. Sonia doing the double fisting with her tequila shots. Yes, classic Sonia. Loved it. I also appreciated this was like towards the very end of the episode <laughs> and then we'll get to Potomac. But Ramona, Sonia, and Leah, they're, they're having like this serious conversation about being a mother and then all of a sudden you see Luann come out, happy birthday to you Sonia Rita happy birthday to you and then all of a sudden Dorinda comes out with her huge fake ass boobs oh my god that was hilarious but they just come out and they're having a good old time and that was the way that the birthday should be celebrated all the time and Sonia says something quite fun and I will be talking about that in the shade uh because it was referring to Ramona and her 50 closest girlfriends now let's not forget about our girls in Potomac what the hell happened this week well for starters I find it interesting that Ray isn't really saying the three-letter words to Karen as of late obviously we know I love you guys I love you (laughs) okay all right 
So she's talking about that. And she even she's trying to keep herself tight for her man, for Ray. Right. And he's just not really acknowledging. Now, I don't know if it's just because he's older. Clearly, there's a 17 year age difference. And she's talking about that on the show. And her LaDawn fragrance is kind of up and, you know, taken off. And Ray's on the retired side. So I guess they're in this like rough patch right now over their marriage. And she's frustrated with that. And I respect her talking about it because we all know that Karen has been pretty quiet with her relationship and she never really wanted to talk about that shit. Everyone was so focused on Ashley and her dysfunctional marriage to Michael. But obviously, we're going to continue to see that throughout the season because that topic will never get old. So, Monique and Giselle love this. They get together and they have a lunch and they want to celebrate Ashley's coming out party after she had a baby. Who would have thought that they would get together? Hell hath frozen over when you had the green eye bandit chill with Monique, have this conversation to plan this party. Now, when they were at the lunch, Giselle did bring up, she, she loves to bring that stuff up. And that's why I love her. So keep doing it. She brings up the whole Sharice thing to Monique, saying that she was surprised that Sharice and Candace were that close and why Sharice was even invited to Candace's anniversary party. Then, when producers ask Monique what was Sharice saying about her family, and Monique was just like, nope, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but then you have our girl Giselle, and she says the word on the street was... That Monique was getting a little bit too close for comfort with her trainer. And that she was going in public places often. And Sharice was the one that was dishing it out to everybody up in Potomac. Essentially, that's what was said. Do we know that for a fact? We're going to figure it out because I'm sure Sharice is going to address it eventually. And with Giselle bringing up the whole Sharice thing, Monique was surprised and said, you know, Candace knew all about those rumors that she was spreading. Why the hell would she invite her to her anniversary party? Like, I thought Candace and I were pretty close. Well, you know, Candace is, she's shady. Like, she's mean shady. Giselle might be shady, but she does it in a fun way. And I think Ashley does too. I think basically all the women do that in a fun way. But I think Candace just does it like mean girl way, which is not cool. So after the whole little lunch, you see Ashley meet up with a lactation consultant. I thought that was kind of interesting and kind of ooey, but I'm also not a mother. I've never breastfed. Will I do that in the future if I have a child? I have no idea. But I was slightly uncomfortable with it just because I don't know a lot about it. So I just thought it was interesting. And I definitely thought it was really weird and funny at the same time that the lactation consultant had this like fake boob and then she like explained on how the baby like sucks on the nipple and then she like puts it in her it was just awkward for me but anyways I'm pretty sure maybe a lot of you didn't think of it was a big deal and it really wasn't I just you know I guess I'm insecure so there's that now when we go to Dr. Wendy and Candace so they meet up and here's the part we actually learned that Candace could potentially be ready to have a baby and I do remember her saying that she was slightly envious of Ashley sort of because Ashley was free to admit that she wanted to be a mother. Candace admits that she is concerned about having a child because she's concerned about being a good mom because of the mistakes that were made with her, aka Mama Dorothy, okay? Which, you know what? I don't blame her because we have seen the tumultuous relationship between Candace and her mother. I mean, we have really seen it and she's only been on for a couple seasons. So I can understand the concern because she does possess a lot of the same qualities as her mother. And you know, sometimes I find it crazy. Like her mom is a therapist and you would think that she would know how to deal with her own personal relationships, especially with her children. And I feel like she, she doesn't really know how to do it with Candace for whatever reason. I don't really know. And I almost feel because Candace hasn't really cut the cord from her mother, and I mean financially, and I'm pretty sure all of you have seen this. I think that's part of the reason why they have the relationship that they do. Because since her mom is still contributing in some sort of way, doesn't necessarily have to be the mortgage at this point, just in some sort of way, I think Candace's mother holds that over her head. And maybe Candace is just too afraid to let go uh, of that financial security, which I don't know. I, I, I don't really know how to go about it, um, but that's just my two cents on the on the topic. Then we see 
Eventually, after the Dr. Wendy Candace meetup, Candace meets up with Karen to discuss the dinner and cocktails party for Ashley, thrown by Giselle and Monique. That was just a short little meeting. I mean, it wasn't anything like worth like uh, earth shattering, if you will. Um, Candace is surprised that she was invited. I am too, but not really because of the show. Um, and after that, then we see the best meeting of all. Juan. Mm. Juan is delicious looking. He is hot AF. Yes. Robin, she's hot AF too. Two hot people just living their best life. I love it. But he doesn't meet up with Robin. He meets up with green-eyed bandit Giselle. Yes. And you know, you, I knew why he was meeting up with her. I knew it before he even said it. We see that he is talking to Giselle about finally proposing to Robin again. Oh my gosh. I knew that that's why he was there, but I still was so excited with joy. Oh, long time coming. Long time coming. You waited way too long. We have always seen that you guys were made for each other. Andy Cohen, we see each other. Okay. It was just so great to see that. I was so excited. Yes, and they are engaged now. Are they going to put the wedding on Bravo? Hopefully, like they did with Candy, because that was epic, too. And they did it with Tamara, too. And they did that with Brittany. Hello. Yes. And Sheena. I mean, basically, it is, it's like a rite of passage for Bravo. Like, if you've made it, you're going to have your wedding on Bravo. Just saying. So, Robin, one, maybe you should do it. Invite me to the wedding. I'm totally down for it. So, after we do the whole proposal talk, let's go back to Candace taking a little pregnancy test at home. She was slightly disappointed that it was negative. That's interesting to hear. Since we are seeing her be a little bit more open to possibly getting pregnant, maybe her attitude towards Ashley will change. Do you think that will happen? I don't think this season, no. I think she'll be able to see Ashley's side when she's a mother, but who knows when and if that will happen. Whenever we get to the dinner and cocktail party for Ashley, Candace is shocked that Sharice and Monique even had a beef, which seriously, are you for real? You're literally being a great actress right there because you knew. You knew what was going on. I, I, I'm almost, do I mean, do I know? Does me, Kim, do I know? Fuck no. But my thoughts are saying that she probably knew she's just doing some shady business on, on the DL. That's just my own opinion. Giselle, of course, I love how she does this. She always addresses the elephant in the room and she brings it up. What's the elephant in the room? Candace and Ashley saying that Candace should be apologizing. Then, you know, Candace is, is this attack Candace dinner party or what? So that's how the episode ends. We're going to see what happens. Sharice comes up in the next episode and we see her. Monique walks out of a room. So I'm anxious to see what happens with that. Now, with all this drama and shit happening in New York and in Potomac, let's talk about our dueling divas from both franchises. So in New York, easy. Ramona and Leah, because of the behavior, birthday party, whatever. Ramona always likes to apologize. I, I, I want to apologize and I, I just want to move on because I, I, I want us to be girlfriends. I also love the fact that Leah is, she's probably the most open about hearing what the other side has to say whenever there's some sort of argument. I think she is really open and willing to take any type of criticism about herself if she needs to. And someone like Dorinda, I don't think she's able to do that. And she likes to blame other people. But I think Leah is really open and understanding of what someone else has to say. And I think she really internalizes it really well to help better herself for the future and just better a relationship. So I really like seeing that. I appreciate it. I do also find it so interesting. The dynamic between Ramona and Leah is just completely different. I really think that Leah looks at Ramona in some way as like a mother figure. And I, I wish that we would see maybe a little bit more of Leah's mother on the show just so we could potentially see a comparison or a contrast between the two women. But I really do think that she looks at Ramona as some type of mom to her. And I think Ramona also looks at Leah as a daughter figure, you know? So I... 
I just, it's an interesting dynamic. And it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Karen and Candace because Candace looks at Karen. I mean, we saw it at her anniversary dinner. Her mother spoke about marriage, but also Karen did. And I think Candace looks at Karen to be the mother that she never had and the mother that she wanted her actual mother to be, which I guess was a little disappointing for her growing up. So, other Dueling Diva, New York, Ramona and Dorinda, Dorinda trying to stick up for Leah, Ramona says that she has a drinking problem along with Sonia, and we see her talk about that, but you know what, it's crazy, even if, you know, Sonia gets offended whenever she brings that up, I think anyone would get offended, and I I would probably get offended too, but I also feel like Ramona is, she may be saying it the wrong way, I think she means it in a nice way, because I think she's really genuinely showing concern for the both of them, for Sonia and Dorinda, I really don't think that she's trying to make them look bad in any way, I just don't think that she knows how to present it in a manner where it's respectful and taken in a positive manner or in a loving manner, if you will, from the other person that's being accused, I guess. I don't know. But we also saw that Ramona was doing that at Luann's as well, talking to at Luann's Halloween bash. That's what I mean. She was talking to Dorinda about her drinking. So Ramona really hurt Dorinda's feelings about the whole AA comment and how Dorinda should be going there. That's totally understandable, but I also feel Ramona is really concerned for her and can see that Dorinda has been going through a really hard time, and she basically sees that Dorinda, for the first time, I think is really mourning the death of Richard, and I think part of the way that she's coping with it is by drinking, and that's what Ramona is basically telling her in a manner that is not the most supportive. So Dorinda and Luann, obviously about the whole killing the messenger thing. Luann wants to tell her what Ramona was saying. Dorinda's not open to it because it's holding her accountable with her drinking. And then, you know, we see her flip the script, go back on uh, Luann, which was unfair. Now, as far as our Potomac ladies, clearly Monique and Sharice, we're going to see that unfold throughout the season, I'm sure. Spreading those rumors about Monique having that affair with her trainer and, uh, you know, with what Giselle says, you don't want to mess with big boy because he will come after you. And honestly, I love him. I think he's a great husband. He seems like a great husband. He seems very supportive of Monique. We've seen Monique having to deal with um, Chris's mother who didn't really like Monique. And who knows if she really does like her now, but at least they're at the relationship status where they can get along in front of the family. And I think that's huge strides. I also think that's huge support with Chris supporting Monique and kind of putting his foot down to his mom and say hey you know what she's a part of the family she's my wife you gotta put all your bullshit aside and we gotta be good as a family so I really do like Chris I think he's a good dude obviously Ashley and Candace from past season you know are you trying to have a baby are you having a corona all this kind of shit whatever you need to let it go Ashley had a baby she's happy she's in a new position in her life Candace, stop being so damn petty and let's just be an adult and cut the financial cord from your mom. That's all I'm saying. But now, let's get to the fun part now. We're going to talk about the weekly shade. The shade, honey. The weekly shade. New York, Ramona. <laughs> Leah's saying to Ramona, keep my vagina out of your mouth. Okay, Ramona, keep my vag out of your mouth. I thought that was hilarious because Ramona doesn't talk like that. You know, she, 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 she's a very good girl. Oh, I love Ramona. All right, Luann calling Dorinda the queen of deflection. I don't know necessarily if that's shade, but I, it could be, I guess, if you're Dorinda looking at it in that way. But let's just be real. It's true. She's she's the queen of deflection. I kind of agree with Lou. Also, Sonia saying that she doesn't. <laughs> Here it is. Whenever Sonia gets that nice little birthday treat from the girls at the at the restaurant with all the margaritas and stuff from the dude's head, love it. Still great. <laughs> she gets on the confessional and she's like, you know what? I don't need 50 girlfriends to have like a great birthday. And maybe Ramona should take notes for that for next year. I love that because Sonia's completely right. Ramona, stop trying to climb the social ladder. You are where you are, and that's it. You can't advance any higher, and I don't even know why you would want to. Just live your life. Have a good time with your girlfriends. Keep that nice friendship going with uh, Mario. Like, I don't even know why you're trying so hard to do that. It's not even worth it. So, yeah, I thought that was great, throwing the shade on Ramona about having 15 girlfriends. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Potomac, a lot more shade with Potomac, which I freaking 
fucking love. Okay, so Monique (laughs) and basically a lot of the girls, they say whenever Giselle gets the D, she's a little bit more pleasant to deal So Monique is saying Giselle is getting the anointed D. So because she's getting the anointed D, she's a lot more pleasurable to uh, engage with in activities with the women. Is that true? (laughs) Maybe. So Giselle's getting that anointed D, which means she's nicer and a happier person. I have always loved Giselle and I've always thought that she's been a happy, fun person. I just think, can you deal with her personality because it's bright, it's bold, and it's in your face, and that's why I love Giselle. She is unapologetic, and I just think she's fabulous. Fabulous. Also, quite amount of shade thrown at Candace for her childlike antics from last season with the butter knife. <laughs> Monique saying about the dinner for Ashley. She's saying, you know what? Maybe we should just do finger food at Ashley's dinner because we want to invite Candace. Ha ha ha. Why? Because she threw the damn butter knife. And then Monique continues to throw shade when they get there at the dinner party. And she's like, well, maybe we should just take the knives. And then Giselle's like, no, I need my shit for my stuff, like the bread and whatnot. So, yes, shade thrown, the butter knife thrown at Candace. Thank you, Monique, for bringing that up because we will never forget that never ever ever Monique has she she, yeah she's definitely the shade monster right now she says that she dodged a walrus at Candace's anniversary party who was this walrus we know it was Charisse and that's whenever Candace was like I didn't know you guys had a beef I had no idea yes you did yes you did so yeah shade throwing by Monique the walrus Charisse which that was kind of mean that wasn't nice now Candace throwing shade to Giselle calling Giselle the Giselle monster. I mean, I don't think she's a monster. I just think she's kick-ass. So she was basically saying, Giselle kick-ass. Yes. That's how I interpreted it. Candace saying that Giselle is nasty, but she's nice when her grass is tended to. Now, that's what Candace says. Monique would refer to that as the anointed D. So Giselle, when your grass is getting tended to, when it's getting watered, so to speak, and you're getting that anointed D, that's when you're a nice person. Man, you guys are really hard on Giselle. I mean, I think you guys are just butthurt that Giselle is a powerful woman and she kind of puts you in your place whenever you need to be put in your place. She doesn't like to be put in her place, but whenever Robin does it, she can definitely see it. And that's why I love their friendship because they're like... Robin and Giselle, I feel like, are kind of maybe at this point like Garcelle and Denise. They're ride or die. And I appreciate that. Ride or die. Love it. Yes. Ooh, I feel so bad for Candace's husband, Chris, sometimes. He is still bothered, which I would be too. Flashback to whenever Candace said at the reunion that she has a nice, decent time in the bedroom with Chris. Okay, That is so emasculating to a man. I mean, I felt so bad when I heard that in the reunion. I mean, you even saw Andy Cohen's face. He's like, what the fuck? He was basically throwing that shade back in Candace's face and said, why the fuck would you say like, what what the hell is wrong with you? So that was just, you know, he brought it up. Why? He's not over it. It was mean. Okay. It was mean. It was not nice. I would never want my significant other to say that publicly to someone else. That was just not cool. Let's do some quotes from our Potomac and New York women. All righty. So, <laughs> Ramona never fails whenever she's talking to Luann, when they're talking about the whole drinking thing, Leah, Dorinda, whatever. <laughs> she's sitting, she's sitting on like the chair outside on the beach, whatever. And she's like, you know, Luann, you and I, you and I are so normal compared to everyone else. It's scary. Okay. It's scary. That is hilarious coming from Ramona. Okay. Turtle time. It's scary. Okay. It's scary. Appreciated that one. Loved it. I thought it was cute that Sonia was talking about Dorinda and Luann on that camel. (laughs) She's like, Dorinda and Luann are being very camel snobby. I've never heard of that term, but I appreciate it. Camel snobby. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll make it hashtag camel snobby and it'll be like a whole virtual thing and it'll make like eight bajillion likes. I appreciate that from Sonia. So thank you. Uh, quote, obviously, it's not even a quote. I just appreciated Luann's happy birthday to you. Oh, so great. That Countess voice, cabaret, honey. Bethany was watching it and she's like, ooh, 
I miss that. Or was she? <laughs> oh, man. Now, Leah, about Luann's dancing with the waiter. Oh, this was great. This was funny. She's like, this man is the same height as her pussy. That was hilarious and funny. And I'm sure if Ramona heard that, she was probably like, oh, my God, I'm going to, like, pray for you. Like, I can't deal with this. And I also like Dorinda. She says, referring to a dude... And online dating, she says, you know what? You smell it, you like it, you go for it. Was Ramona offended by that? Who the fuck cares? I agree with Dorinda. It's very dog-like, but you know what? Sometimes we're dogs. Sometimes we're animals. We're humans, okay? You like it, you smell it, you go for it, right? Write it, regret it, say it, forget it. She did it the opposite way, but y'all know what I'm saying. Then, love it, uh, Ramona. (laughs) saying to Leah, you know what? I, I, I'm a good Catholic girl. I don't, I don't talk about that stuff. I'm wild in bed. Uh, uh. <sighs> you don't talk about vaginas. You're a good Catholic girl, but you're wild in bed. I love the fact that she had to slip that I'm wild in bed after the good Catholic thing. That's hilarious. Thank you, Ramona. Now, my Potomac ladies, Ashley saying to the whole table, yeah, I have a tear in my butthole. I just found that to be hilarious and how she had to talk about her Botox up in the anus to get everything back to normal. (laughs) And then Karen, I appreciated this. She's like freezing a booty hole. That's a whole nother can of whoop ass. Yes, Karen. Karen Huger, thank you. Yes. Newcomer, Dr. Wendy, this was hilarious, and she is already making a small little staple that we will see further on to this season. Whenever Karen was talking about having sex, Dr. Wendy looks at Karen and she says, wait, Karen, you have sex? Oh, the the freaking, the face that Karen, oh, first of all, Karen's faces, you know that I fucking love them. They are the best thing on God's green earth, okay? Love it. Her face was to die. And then with Robin saying in her confessional, I guess that PhD comes in handy. I thought that was great. Now, as far as my fave of the week for the quote, I would have to say, hmm, this is kind of hard. I, mm, I, I'm going to have to, because, because I went to school for music, I'm going to give it to Luann this week for the happy birthday to you. I mean, I just loved it. I thought it was hilarious. It brought me back to the days. Cabaret, Bethany, yes. So that's my quote of the week, even though it's not really like an original quote. Maybe it's the quote of the melody. Who the fuck knows? But that was my favorite. Her singing, it's just, it will never get old to me. Money can't buy your class feeling Joe money. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Luann. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Dr. Wendy. I'm excited about you, Dr. Wendy. I think you're going to be good. I think you're going to stir up a little bit more trouble than Garcelle has. But again, I think Garcelle, she's just waiting for the pounce. I do. I love Garcelle. She's such a great addition. Just with Leah, I think Leah has been a great addition, not only to New York, but just to Bravo in general. I just, I think she has a strong personality. I think she's got a lot to say. And I love the fact that she's not really quiet about it. And I love the fact that she is all loving of herself. I think that's very important. I think a lot of uh, people, especially women in general, young women, uh, need to see a woman like that. And she's very powerful. And I love her platform and the way that she's doing it and going about it. And I, Leah, I fucking love you. I think you're a great addition. And I hope to see you back for many more seasons and hope to meet you. Oh my God. So we've come to the point, the Potomac and Roni. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so a lot of shit going down. Uh, We see on Instagram, too, Tinsley took to Instagram because, you know, they had the whole Roni uh, reunion. Check out what they wore. Oh, I'm pretty sure Leah did this on purpose. Her getup was so not Ramona approved, I'm sure. And we probably will hear it at the reunion, which I'm really excited about. But they all looked great, all in black. And Tinsley comes down in this like Cinderella looking black gown. She looks great. That's her shit. You know, she's like Disney princess all the way. So I love that she's at the reunion. I'm excited to see where that's going to go. And um, let's see where this drama goes with Denise. She's up and out of Rome. She's like, peace out, bitches. I don't like you. This is the worst trip ever. Fuck you all. 
I don't blame her. You know, I really don't. Stop being so hard on Denise. And, oh, you know what? I didn't even talk about this. The whole reason, part of the reason why Garcelle and Rena are not, like, in good uh, status anymore with each other is if you remember last week, she said something, Garcelle said something about Rinna and her dancing and shit and barely nothing a lot of the time in her Instagram posts. And she was basically saying, you know, if you have a daughter that has eating disorder, you probably shouldn't be going on your Instagram and doing the stuff that she's doing. And you know what? That's her own opinion. She's allowed to have her opinion. I mean, she said it in a public platform, but you know what? That's how she felt. She's getting backlash for it. It is what it is. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why they're not in good standing anymore. So let's continue with the whole Roni thing and how the vacation ends. Okay. Hopefully it ends super well because that last episode, it ended really well. I appreciate it. That was really good. And can't wait to see how Juan proposes. They better show that shit on the show or else I'm going to be really sad. Let's continue to be curious about the Sharice Monique thing. And honestly knows maybe Candace is like plotting for that kind of shit to be happening what if oh what if Candace is like the Teddy whenever Teddy was kind of plotting against Dorit with the help of LVP right what if Candace is doing that to Monique Candace could be the Teddy of Potomac I'm gonna have to think about that let it simmer while I'm watching the episodes and reflecting But yeah, love what fucking Bravo is doing. I'm so happy that all of this stuff is going on right now as far as the shows with new episodes and all that kind of stuff because quarantining, yes, things are opening up, but yes, things are closing too. It's just, life right now is just a shit show and I hope you all are doing well and staying healthy. I'm excited to see where the season goes with Potomac. I'm so excited that it's back. We totally waited way too long. And, you know, thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. I see some people from the UK are listening, Canada, Uganda. I mean, so cool. New Zealand, please tell your friends about it. This is so cool. And again, follow me at Bravo Yinzer, Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And also Believe Pop Culture and Believe Podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. I am having a great time with this. Send me a DM. Tell me what you like, uh, what you don't like, what I could do better with. You know, I'm totally open for that conversation. And let's just have a dialogue. All things Bravo. I'm totally down. And please share with your with your friends with your family the word needs to get out you know I I want to talk to more people I want to talk to you guys so let's let's make it happen subscribe like on iTunes you know share it with your friends tag me if you will put something on your Instagram and tag me bravo yinzer let's do this and let's have a good time doing it we don't really have a lot going on so let's just do this bravo shit you know what I mean let's do it so again thanks so much for listening and I appreciate your ears and your time and this Yinzer bitch will talk to you next Tuesday. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 